0: It's the Meg, John, and Justin
1: podcast. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Polyphony. Uh, who knew? Yeah. So, That's hello a dear thing. listener and um, dear watcher, if you're watching this on YouTube, if I've remembered to put this up on the on the YouTube, <laughs> welcome. We are Meg, John, and Justin. We are podcasters. We we're trying to work out what we're trying to work out what our deal is like. Yeah. A lot of people think we're we we only talk about sex and actually we're kind of rarely talk about sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well it's so, often a jumping off
0: point or yeah. like or we come back to it. But yeah, like mostly we called ourselves a sex and relationships podcast, but it's like much wider I think that whole thing about how we relate
1: to ourselves, others and the world
0: yeah. is kind of a good way of capturing it perhaps.
1: Well, even when we talk about sex, we're not we're, we're talking in a really broad way about sex. And I think that mm-hmm. the problem is is bad sex education. People have a really narrow <laughs> idea of what sex yeah, is and what that this means. This is it. This is why we can't sell ourselves as a sex podcast,
0: because people assume that just means we're going to be talking about PIV or whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah but mm. ideal blowjob technique. Um, yes. Well, which we do talk about at the end of every episode. Every single yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Insert your own, dear listener, if you're a fan of our show, like, tell everyone else whatever you think our podcast is about, and that's what it's about. But yeah, it's yeah. A relationship to ourselves and the world, and relationships, broadly. Yeah, but also yeah, broadly. just romantic relationships. Anyway, so we're going to yes. talk about kindness. Yes. And um, I always think of uh, George Michael's Jesus to a Child, because uh, that's such a... Uh, kindness is one of the opening words, I think, to one of the opening verses. It's like, oh, oh anyway.
0: yeah. So now I've got yeah.
1: Jesus to a child in my head. But anyway, we're going to talk about kindness. <sighs> yeah, we and are. And we're going to talk, obviously, this is a huge, huge topic. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> we, we don't pick the small ones, do we, Justin? Let's be honest. <laughs> I was texting MJ yesterday, we're like, oh, should we podcast this week? Yeah. Uh, How about tomorrow morning? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and, um, uh, And then uh, Meg John was like, uh, I said, maybe we should do something about kindness. And Meg John's like, yeah, cool. That sounds great. And yeah, I've got a few thoughts. And I was thinking, yeah, you know. And then this morning, we just kind of gathering our thoughts together. And so I'm just going to open up a Google Doc and gather our thoughts together. And then they insert like a four-page long blog post that they've already written four years ago, which has all the answers. It's like, you know, when... When you know you're uh, you're, tra- you're doing an exam and then your mate brings along all the answers and then you have like fifteen minutes taking all the answers. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've been itching to do this for so long. Yeah, um, yeah, so uh, and it's, the- it was like a yeah. Carry on. Yeah, so it's just a long one. Yeah, so we are. Lot. So we're going to split it into two episodes. So um, yeah, we are We're, call- we're going to kind of. I'm going to try and work out when we end the first episode while we're doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then the second half, you will have to sign up to our Patreon to listen to the second half from just $1 a month. So our Patreon can be found at patreon.com forward slash Meg, John, and Justin. To so listen to the second part of the episode, you need to sign up to our Patreon. Um, I think it's going to be more about how we do kindness and Yeah,
0: kindness we're going to like dig half. into what it is in the first half and, yeah, and, why and then dig into how and... to do it, yeah and how to do it maybe in the in the second yeah. half. We've done this before. We did this with therapy. We had two linked yeah. episodes like
1: that, yeah. I think we did it we might have done it mm. with solo sex as well or were they both mm. entirely Anyway, this is a completely yeah. legit thing for podcasters to do. Like a lot of <laughs> podcasters do this, particularly those who have the the patron and the free. This is, you know, completely mm. legit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. get used to it. Uh, we are not. We are not state-funded <laughs> podcasters. We need. <laughs> no. We need your money. <laughs> 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 we boundary MJ. You
0: yeah, know, I like you, it.
1: You can't be kind without boundaries, and you can't. This do- is one of the things we're going to dig into. <laughs>
0: yes, and yeah, it would be lovely to be paid for some of our kind work. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Right. Mm, yeah. So, kindness. Message, we go? MJ. Yeah, you're going to start us off with a Kate Fornstein quote.
0: I am. So this was my inspiration for this, I all these notes I wrote like back in 2016 which was actually really depressing to come across because when mm-hmm. I searched for kind- kindness on my computer I was like I know I was trying to write something about this way back and it was in 2016 and it was all saying like oh, well we see, see this unkindness in the world so starkly right now with everything that's going on in 2016 and I was just like oh god <laughs> apparently Justin is going to bring more optimism into the into the show but that was it's a unusual. bit my starting point yeah, um, yeah we're going to flip it um, <laughs> but um, what inspired me To this topic um, was Kate Bornstein's quote, which goes like this "Um, Your dreams are not dangerous, your desires are not damned. Do whatever it takes to make your life more worth living, anything at all. There's only one rule to follow to make that kind of blanket permission work don't be mean. And when I came across that from Kate, I was like, Brilliant, you know, I'm right on board with Mm -hmm. don't be mean, let's be kind and then I started having all these thoughts about how complicated that actually Mm -hmm. is, you know, like, what if not be, does not being mean, mean letting people get away with shit, you know, Mm. does not being mean, mean, you know, always trying to be nice to people and Mm. that can be damaging to ourselves, you know, like, yeah. What are the, what about when the the thing that needs to happen is always going to be unkind to one person and kind to another? What about those Mm. kind of situations? So I kind of wanted to dig into that um mm-hmm. and then yeah, never never quite got around to to doing so because because it was so much so we figured yeah it I'd was a long double double <laughs> podcast instead. But I remember like we were in a reading group together like way way back where we yeah. read the book Excluded by Julia serrano Loved and it. I remember being struck again by you know this is two kind of trans feminists writing, and that serrano ends that book as well with a real call for kindness, mm. um, and I think a little bit more working through what that actually looks like and some of these tensions. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm kind of inspired. Like, that's my jumping off point to this topic is those mm. two authors and thinking, like, can we take that, that baton and run with it of, like, what does kindness – you know, why is kindness so important? Um, why is it particularly important right now? And how do we actually go about doing it in a in an unkind world?
1: Well, perhaps maybe I'll talk about the the starting point for me once. Yeah, please. As well. So, um, at this point. So, basically, um, last week uh, – so – yeah well uh i've forgotten what date it is but anyway yeah, recently <laughs> um uh one of my uh a, a lefty journalist or uh, well, a lefty commentator that i really liked in uh, america died a guy called michael brooks and uh it was like a very sudden med- uh, medical uh death and he was like thirty six or thirty seven or something and it's kind of um Really, like, devastated a lot of the podcasters that I listen to, and a lot of the like the YouTubers that I watch that <clears throat> you know, kind of, that I've learnt from that helped me inform the show. Um, and he was one of those people. And uh, one of the things that kept really coming out of everyone's like obituaries and memories of him was how kind he was, and how kindness is really like part of his political kind of approach, part of his praxis. So that the praxis is the I guess the actions that we do that are political um Mm. that really sum that up I have never known what that word meant thank you (laughs) yes I think that's basically it but basically so he was saying and at the beginning of his final show on um so he he did a a show called weekends with Anna Kasparian at at Jacobin magazine and um I'd watch it and it's because it's quite quite a gentle kind of uh youtube show to watch at the weekend and mm-hmm. the, on his last ever show and the opening few lines he said um that we should be ruthless against institutions but kind and forgiving towards individuals and that's the, mm-hmm. that so that kind of um what you're saying with in terms of your relationship to the quote from kate bornstein kind of um you know i, I brought up similar things to me like uh, i was thinking mm-hmm. about. How our capacity for kindness is unequally distributed, um, how often it's uh, the people who are asked to be kind uh, are those who are more likely to be attacked or more mm-hmm. vulnerable, um, and how kindness um, is kind of weaponized against people to put them on the back foot. Um, yeah. But I was also thinking about. Um, what do we mean by individuals, and to what extent are uh, uh, individuals actually like a, a part of an institution or an analog or stand for an institution mm. so for criticizing certain people does that are we are, is that criticism only of that person or is it of a, a broader uh, kind of structure but also mm. thinking about the kinds of conversations that are going on online about um, calling out people and also yeah also Related to the conversations we've had about uh, white fragility and the, the kind of surface level way um, that race has been dealt with, um, mm-hmm. uh, racism has been dealt with, uh, I should say, um, over the last few years mm-hmm. and how that's hopefully changing. So it kind of brought up a lot of different things for me that. that mm-hmm. um, I then open a pack Google
0: Doc and you can't stop all. <laughs> no, but I'm hearing like these com- these complexities, which I think is very much what we want to dig into. One of which is, you know, you can hear that blanket "don't be mean" or "let's be kind," mm. and then that, and and if we don't interrogate it sufficiently, it can actually end up being used against us and used to actually further systems which are damaging and we see that in some of this stuff about call out and cancel culture kind of on kind of on both sides of that you know like that it the the kind of idea that it is okay just to be mean to individuals if they're bad enough but also the kind of idea that nothing you know that anything goes that we can cancel people if they're bad yeah it's it's, yeah that's a complex one and then Mm. also this piece about individuals versus systems and it reminds me of that kind of christian quote i guess it is of like love the sinner hate the sin mm. and it's almost like this is kind of a critical social justice version of that could be love the individual hate the system you know hate the discourse or whatever yeah um, and again like yeah digging into that of like what does it yeah is, yeah like is challenge that, the is that, comment not the person yeah do we stay kind with the person you know but not with the and what would that even look like because i think that is something people are gesturing towards but as mm. you say that that doesn't mean then just let individuals get away with stuff either so it's yeah
1: like no, exactly
0: we dig into, we're, all, right?
1: we're also going to talk about the the political nature of this and how actually the um that there is a there is a capitalism has meant that we are less kind to each other. Like, mm-hmm. capitalism puts us in the position where we have to be less kind to each other because certainly neoliberal capitalism is making us all compete against each other yeah. um, for, scarce, for, for forced scarce resources. So There's an abundance of resources, but it's, uh, the way that it's distributed to us is um, is very tightly uh, regulated. So that's the, we'll also talk about that stuff. So it's a very mm. large topic (laughs) very large indeed (laughs) yes so why now then mj so um what in particular i mean i mean this is what i wrote back in 2016 was like
0: you know we're seeing this meanness and cruelty so much out in the wider world hatred and fear of distant difference Mm. the desire to keep safe by building walls against more marginalized people often Mm. excluding people imprisoning people and that's um, that people have been shocked into a great awareness of all our complicity in the current state of how our history is steeped in colonisation, genocide, slavery, exploitation of others, mm. and how this um, casts long shadows over our current situation. Apparently that was what was live for me in the <laughs> summer of 2016. <laughs> so, you know, same, same, really, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the pandemic is um is an opportunity is an interesting one because the pandemic is an opportunity to um to both interrogate um why does we need more kindness but also to find where actually there have been more where we are more interconnected with people so i think that the i think that kindness and the importance of kindness has been really really clear in the handling of the pandemic so the lack mm-hmm. of kindness from our government and the u.s government and the brazilian government like the three main governments where in the world where um a lack of kindness has meant that many more people than should have have died um, mm-hmm. but also how when we're up against it that there is more kindness between each other and towards mm-hmm. other people and um mutual aid um mm-hmm. uh funds, for example, like uh, Downing Simulated Food Banks and the sense that, whereas I've talked about this before, you know, I live on an estate where I don't know very many people at all, but I know that there is a, a huge list of people who will mm. drop medicines around and drop food around to me if, uh, if I need it, if I need to self-isolate um, because, and I know that because I'm on that list, so you know, there, yeah. so there is that sense that, that of more community I think nowadays, and we've talked about this in previous episodes so there is um I think that's an interesting kind of opportunity to look mm. at it, but through but also pandemic has has made um uh, the unkind societies and the unkind governments that are living under even more clear. Like it, it yeah. demonstrates how um what's the opposite of kind? Uh apart from cruel. Unkind, cruel. cruel, yeah. It's really demonstrated how cruel um these governments are and these the economic Mm. system that we're in and and you can see
0: that so vividly in in like the statistics
1: yeah yeah Mm. definitely and i think yeah yeah and sorry carry on you talk about that here in the in the in the notes that you know Mm. they're so there is this urgent need for more kindness in our communities you're saying here. Um, yeah, I'll let you talk about that, but I think that we can see that we can start to see glimmers of this as well as seeing mm. that, you know, certainly in America, uh, with the, the uprisings against, um, uh, brutal police, uh, violence, but also mm. the system, there is definitely the uprising that's happening in America looks, increasingly more like it's shifting from as well as being about police violence against uh, black people towards being like the system is not working it does look yeah. like something more like end of capitalism kind of thing i'm not saying it's going to end <laughs> next <laughs> week but it does it, but this is like a lot of disaffected people coming together yeah. on the street saying we've had enough not just of trump not just mm. of um of cruel policing but of all of the things that have brought Trump around, you know, all of the things yeah. that were, the thing that, you, you know, you were writing about this in 2016, the, the, the things that have caused all of that have been neoliberal economics, uh, and yeah. the, and the, how after the financial crash of 2008, that was caused by neoliberalism, neoliberalism just doubled down and yeah. made it even worse for people. So, um, but the, I think, so I think mm. I do see that with protests and with the the community responses to um, coronavirus, there is more of this at the moment. And so I'm a bit more hopeful yeah. about this. That and I think that, yeah,
0: and that sense of it globally as well, that sense of like, you know, the Black Lives Matter conversation being like, well, we can't, you know, we can't stick this on a T-shirt unless we're thinking about who, who made that T-shirt and how much they were paid. And was that another... way of exploiting black and brown bodies right or the sense of like um climate injustice and where that feeds into the pandemic and Mm. you know what 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 about our relationship with ecosystems and animals and is that cruel or is that kind as well it's like Mm. that real big you know i think taking kindness as that jumping off point to think about kindness to ourselves kindness to others what's a kind community um what's a kind culture what's a kind economic system what's a kind interrelationship with our planet with other species you know it's it's a useful like can take us in all those directions and i think we're seeing some of that in those conversations right similarly with the conversations in like extinction rebellion you know Mm. starting with climate injustice and then going oh we can't tackle climate injustice unless we also look at racial injustice and gender gendered injustice and all these other kinds of injustice because they're all
1: interconnected definitely and mm. um, that kind of leads me on to a bit that I've written about here. That, um, yeah. So, this section is called Kindness as Praxis. So, I talked about praxis just now. So, it's like kindness as a political act, something that we do, which is political and radical. So, mm. this, so we are looking for examples of kindness because kindness has been like they, i.e., the system, the institutions, are trying to beat kindness out of us. Like yeah. our, our actual, so I'm reading this great book called Humankind by Rutger Bregman, which um, everyone appears to be reading at the moment. Every time I pick up a newspaper, everyone appears to be reading it and quoting from it. And I'm glad because it's a, an absolutely, it's a really, really, I think, important book. Although I'm still reading it, but I'm pretty sure I'll get mm-hmm. to the end and it'll be like, wow, what wow, an important book. Um Capitalist systems are built on this idea um, from um, Hobbes, the uh, Enlightenment philosopher, I guess, um, that if you leave humans to themselves, um, that humans are kind of evil and cruel and Mm. will um, do awful things to each other. And so what we need is a system and a state and power to regulate those people. Because if you don't have rules and regulations Mm. and power and structures, People will just um, people will just uh, be awful and cruel to each other. Uh, mm, that's
0: obviously. like the that Lord of the Flies idea, isn't it? That, right. That,
1: mm. So I'll talk about this as an example. So yeah, uh, Lord, of, because uh, Rutger Brokman talks about this in his book. So Lord of the Flies was written by like William Golding. That's right in the sixties. Yeah. And it was basically someone who uh, is a fiction writer, but everyone seems to. But the way that this this book has um has translated itself through ideas into uh into society uh is really really and as part of culture is really really interesting but just to Mm. in case you don't know about lord of the flies basically the the basic idea is that some boys are shipwrecked on a beach and um instead of cooperating with each other they end up kind of like uh uh Acting in out of self-interest, and then and then turning on each other and killing each other. That's like mm-hmm. that's the basic story. And this was written in the sixties. It became fabulously popular, and it's it was treated as though this was a true inherently mm-hmm. true story about who we are as humans. And like if, mm-hmm. so, to so a lot of you, it might seem quite strange that I'm like I'm explaining what Lord of the Flies is because it <laughs> entered our vocabulary and entered like the fabric of our mm-hmm. kind of common sense ideas of what it is to be a human that we kind of think take it as read that this is what happens. But it's a book yeah. of fiction. And yeah. actually what Bregman Bre- did was to try and find a true example of what Oh read
0: this. So, yes. So, he, us, went, so yes. he
1: found um that there is a, an island uh near uh uh oh oh where was it? The island. so the island was Atta, near another mm. island, not Fiji, another mm. island, anyway. Basically, some boys who were living in a boarding school were so bored with their food, they decided one day to steal a fisherman's boat <laughs> and yeah. go off in search of, like, they wanted an adventure. They were really bored. They went off an adventure, and they um, stole this fisherman's boat, and... Um, They didn't pack enough food and a storm came in and they ended up getting shipwrecked on this tiny, really inhospitable, very, very rocky island that would be very, very Mm. difficult to to live on. And uh, they were stranded there for 18 months and um, they did the opposite of Lord of the Flies. So they all worked together. Uh, They set very strict... um, uh, like list of uh, like chores that everyone had to do they split up into teams in order to mm. keep the fire burning at all times so the fire was constantly burning mm-hmm. uh they had like a they had like a kitchen area they had like a supplies area they had a, an area where they could play games one of them made a guitar and if they ever had got into an argument that instead of like killing each other like in Lord of the Flies, or Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've not read it. It sounds like a miserable book. Um, they went to <laughs> different parts tough. of the island for four hours and then came back. and uh, Yeah, they learned to how helicopter.
0: to do a timeout and a kind of mediation. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, I even realized I've read, read this.
1: It was Tonga that they were near. Tonga, apparently. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a ship's captain found them. His story is really interesting as well, but I won't go. So it found them mm. and then um, took them back to Tonga. And everyone was like so pleased because they'd given them up for dead. And they were immediately mm. put in prison because the fisherman whose boat that they, that they stole was like, no, I'm pressing charges. Anyway. <laughs>
0: so not everyone is always kind. Yeah,
1: they were, they were let out. And it's like, yeah. but the thing is, is that ultimately... And this is like the premise of Mm. this book, Humankind, is that when society doesn't intervene, uh, when society isn't creating these cruel structures to kind of keep people in place, people are fundamentally cooperative and kind and Mm -hmm. decent and friendly towards each other. It actually kind of argues as well that um, the whole idea of, uh, you know, Darwinism is meant to be like the survival of the fittest. It's not. It's the survival of the friendliest so oh my gosh! I love it. Who, the people who are the most friendly—the um, the, the evolutionary traits that are most valuable are friendliness and cooperation, mm. uh, and also learning from other people. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I
0: think that. Just to chip in, I think you know, I wondered if you know the systemic piece that comes in is like, is it is Lord of the Flies believable? Because really, who's put on an island is a bunch of white boarding school boys you know and it's much more about the system that they were encultured in and you know partly why Lord of the Flies resonated with me was because I was bullied badly at school but when I look back at that I think it was very much you know about that the school system which we've talked about a lot as a hugely non-consensual system and the the bullying I experienced was very much about systemic injustices really playing out in that school.
1: Well this is the thing that William Golding was uh, I think Mm. a well, he was thoroughly miserable. Apparently, beat his kids and was an alcoholic. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so he it he's, was his inner world, basically. Is what we're reading. Yeah so, com- yeah. so he's so he's completely yeah. misread. So rather than turning his attention to the system, which yeah. causes uh, so the system of, as you're saying, the system of the public school and you know, mm. incredibly uh, unfriendly. Uh, school system that we have generally like often very yeah. cruel school system that we have generally is causing this. Uh, but he's misreading it. He's thinking it's the children. Who that's are humanity. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, yeah. It's, humanity, it's not. So yeah, this is why we need to be ruthless against uh, systems because it is the systems that is calling or causing all of the unkindness. And it's yeah. a tricky one because we're all living in a society where we are regulated in this way in order for us to be unkind towards each other. And that's an inherent part of, um, as I've talked about before, the inherent part of the, uh, the, the common sense idea of how we're meant to live. So uh, as I keep talking about hegemony, the Gramscian idea mm. that this is how we're all meant to um, live now is that we're meant to be competing with each other for scarce resources. And actually, mm-hmm. in, in systems where you don't do that and where we don't have to do that, uh, we don't. No. Uh, so we can, be kind. Oh. so the, we can be more kind if, the, if society allows us to be more kind That's the issue.
0: And, the, and this is the complexity we keep digging into is that sense of then what do we do because we are individuals in that system and I would add cu- we're, we're, we're cultured trained to be unkind to others and to ourselves in that yeah. system very unkind to others and ourselves so what do we do with individuals in that system who are unkind because obviously they're going to be unkind because the system's unkind and it's been completely ingrained Um, and those are the kind of important questions but I really like that piece about seeing that it is the system rather than those individuals and that there are other possibilities which either come up kind of grassroots in our own culture we see these exceptions you know even within a culture like this that you you Mm. can you can you can cultivate kind kind of communities sort of bottom up in a way Um, and also that yeah like it, it doesn't have to be this way
1: but I think that kind of unkindness towards ourselves is definitely part of, is definitely systemic. It's there's a systemic yeah. reason for that. Like even yeah. to like Juliette Jake's friend of the show, um, had mm. a really great video that I retweeted. Um, oh, I made, love that you know, a really great film about, um, her views on, uh, like self care, but also like politically how, um, the history of self care and the idea of self care and self is very, very recent. The idea of yeah. the self is just something we've had since like, 1940s in the way that the mm. self has been kind of sold to us as um uh, as a really great adam curtis documentary about this called the century of self uh, which is mm. really fantastic i've gotta um, watch that so but the, this this idea that we have as our uh, as our individual self as someone who is in some way completely disconnected from other people is a very new idea and that, that all we have to do is to Improve on and work on ourselves, mm. and also like to do PR for ourselves, which we'll talk about in a bit. When we're talking yeah, yeah. About how we challenge each other about um, uh, about oppression, but that that we have to th- this idea that we are somehow completely um, extractable from the individuals around us is in and of itself this system. And so, yeah. to to see ourselves as uh, as someone who can be unkind towards towards ourselves is a, a product of that. But also, I guess what I'm saying here is is that being able to be kind to our, given that we live in a a culture that is telling us that we are individuals, starting Mm. with a place of being kind to ourselves and being kind to others, um, and seeing our connectedness with others is uh, is like part of this practice. It is really vital. It is a radical act to do kindness towards ourselves, but also to other people, Mm. even if. And I. And this is
0: really my passion, part of my passion for plurality is that I think this particular culture referring to it encourages us to disown parts of ourselves and to only present parts of ourselves. That PR piece you're talking about. In doing that, that's a cruelty to ourselves. Mm. And I do I buy all of this kind of therapeutic um, and spiritual idea that the way the way to be kind to ourselves is to like not to not. Um, like imprison or cast out or disown any parts of ourselves so it's kind of like seeing that plurality and interconnectedness in ourselves inside us around us and in the world um rather than that kind of split off separate self so seeing the self as singular and seeing the self as disconnected seem to me two parts of the same coin really yeah. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. <laughs> Two parts of the same
1: puzzle piece. I don't know. Something like that. But it's also the small and the big, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, um, yeah. You're not saying micro or macro here for, for reasons. <laughs> but there's still, it's like the small. So that happens. So everything you just described there, the shutting off and yeah. imprisoning and um, and shunning uh, side yeah. of ourselves, happens on uh, an individual level and a plural level within ourselves. But also, we'll talk about concentric circles again, but also with the people around us. Mm. But also, Look at how look, look at how states treat people. Look at how yeah. we we uh, look at how we imprison way too many people. Uh, I think this
0: is what excited me about listening to you know friend of the show alexi and Taffy recently did a Gender Stories podcast um, about pres- uh, police abolition, and I was really kind of surprised. And delighted to realise this was, you know, it does the same, you know, that conversation does the same thing of like starting out there, but thinking about self-policing and policing within our communities. Mm-hmm. So it's always that concentric circles and it's always, um, you know, that have, whether you start right out there on the political level or right in here on the personal level, if you allow that to kind of ripple out, it's like, yeah, what does... What does kindness look like on all those levels? Well, it looks like not policing ourselves, not disowning anything, not not imprisoning anything, not casting things out, but like being able to be with all of it.
1: Mm, Definitely. Mm, Yeah. Should we, what else should we talk about in this episode before we go on to the Patreon one?
0: Well, we could stop here. And then the Patreon one is like, what doesn't work and what does work
1: when it comes to kindness? I feel like we should give them. Maybe we've done half an hour. Should we give? Should we do another ten? Minutes a little bit more. Okay. Let's give them a little yes. bit of a teaser. So shall we, so we
0: sort of talk of about me. what what isn't kind, and then we'll yeah. talk about what is kind in the Patreon episode. Yes. Okay.
1: Let's do this thing about niceness rather than kindness, and 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 kind yeah. of talk about. Let's still talk about the, like the political elements to this. That the um, the ways in which. Um, we look at this from like a, like a, let's talk about this thing that we were just talking about, about how as individuals, we, um, uh, we, we kind of the, oh no, wait, because <laughs> now I'm confusing myself because we should talk about niceness rather than kindness, uh, kindness yes, rather please. than niceness. Let's do that instead. Right okay
0: MJ. okay well i'm sorry because i wasn't also you meandered and i wasn't really listening so i was looking up the name of the person who inspired me on this recently right, good, <laughs> so go. let's just ignore your meander um so yeah there's some um, a brilliant academic called victoria brooks who's written a book called fucking law which is okay. awesome and it's mostly kind of critique of um at um, academia, in all ways, it's like the chapters are called things like fucking philosophers and fucking like um, yeah, all, all kinds of stuff. I think I think you'd like it, Justin. Um, great. Uh, but yeah, but again, in in her book, there's a call for kindness. So when we were discussing this recently on a, on a Zoom. Thing that somebody had set up around around her work um yeah I, I suggested a good way of seeing it you know she was kind of getting into this complexity of like i'm calling for people to be kind but you know people often have this veneer of kindness like we see that in performative activism right that mm. that's this kind of veneer of kindness oh, i better do something straight away but mm. actually you know it, it lands ill with people like people can tell that's Mm. not you know and then and that's why there is kind of this call out around performative activism because Mm. if you're if you're in one of the groups you know who are marginalized you can really feel that sense of inauthenticity Mm. and you kind of and there's a weariness you know around like you know this is they're going to do this and then they're going to piss off again or they don't want to really have the hard conversation or whatever Mm. um and yeah so so victoria was getting into like actually kindness is work know again it reminds me of what we often talk about as love as an action bell hooks kind of idea Um, you know kindness is work kindness is active Mm. and i i suggested you know it's quite useful to use niceness versus kindness Mm. i think niceness is that more passive version that's really Mm. concerned with how am i seen Um, you know Mm. i want to be seen to be nice and kindness is this much deeper level like i want to I want to do what's best in the world, what's actually mm. helpful. Yeah. I recognize how complex that is um, I want to really, really get this person in front of me rather than just telling them what they want to hear mm. you know and 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 uh, yeah again like it's got i think kindness has that sense of the holding the complexity of it seeing all of ourselves and seeing all of other people you know niceness we can see oh like okay let's see what's good about me and present that and just pretend mm. I don't really see what's 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 bad about me whereas kindness goes like I'm gonna be with all of myself and see my capacity for harm as well as help and I'm gonna like
1: really do that complex work of how to bring my whole self to the world in helpful ways that's really really interesting and that that is really I like that that difference that they uh, that you've articulated there and that really reminds me of some other stuff that michael brooks has been saying oh great lately. yeah and it's like so the so the there's a lot of criticism on the left about um about what is a term that i'm not sure, entirely sure i uh, i'm happy using but um but the term the, the term that people are using is like woke culture so the idea that mm-hmm. that we have to present as woke and present as someone who is you know um pro-lgbt rights uh or sometimes pro-lgb but not the t but anyway um, <laughs> sometimes LGBT, sometimes just might, g yeah we might talk <laughs> yeah we might talk more about that um or someone who uh is like pro black lives matter um mm. and that when when we present as someone who is when we present as nice rather than doing kindness then what that means is that large corporations can say you know black lives matter so you Mm know uh, jeff bezos can say black lives matter the man who owns amazon uh he earned uh 13 billion dollars in a day last week anyway uh so he owns amazon uh and he's saying black lives matter but then he is trying to uh get a black guy sacked uh working at one of his new york warehouses who was trying to unionize uh because they were forced to work in unsafe working conditions during coronavirus so yeah doing niceness but actual kindness would be okay let's go through um the organization let's pay everyone like twice what they are being earned. let's uh allow people to unionize let's give everyone uh health care um and also we'll pay more tax <laughs> yeah um and because ultimately i don't think he's i don't think anyone can earn that amount of money anyway um mm. so that's so but the thing is is that when politics is only happening on that kind of on that very narrow kind of surface level when the only dividing lines between political parties and political movements are are you woke or not then it's very very easy to appear woke so a really good example of this is the coalition government of 2010 where david cameron was like oh hug a hoodie and i'm going to stroke some huskies and they introduced equal marriage and it's like Uh great for people that i'm i'm not gay i I have been married so it's great that people have the opportunity to make the same mistakes that i did (laughs) i'm happy for everyone happy for everyone who wants to get married to get married it's good that we all have you know clearly it is good that we have equal marriage but essentially Mm -hmm. what they were able to do was to borrow the clothes of other people who were doing much more fundamentally um Mm. uh, kind much more fundamentally like radical kind of work but they were just kind of the taking the cherry on top of their cake and just adding on top of theirs and making their kind of horrible cruel and mean austerity politics look more kind like look nicer yeah because they're like oh you know we've got this new we're not so nasty anymore we've detoxified how our party looks so when this is that yeah when i so identity politics is used in that way rather and it's stripped of its core meaning, and identity politics was a term used by the Combahee River Collective in the late nineteen seventies, including Audrey Lord and Barbara Smith and the, she had a twin sister or someone else that I've just been reading about um mm-hmm. by Kiangi Taylor that identity politics is part of anti-capitalism like you can't yeah. do the, all of those yeah. things have to come together and so the difference t- here between niceness and kindness is niceness is when you're looking like you're saying the right thing and you're burnishing your credentials to try and appear woke. kindness is doing all of the things that uh someone that um his work does, and the bigger structural things that actually make a material difference to people's lives. Yeah. Are you actually really properly changing people's lives for the better? And if not, yeah. you're not doing anything. And that's the thing that Jeff Bezos does, and that's why he's kind of allowed as how people are allowed, to, that's how structures are allowed to get away with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Sarah Ahmed's work is really useful on this. So, um, you know, she she's the one who talks about feminist killjoys and why we have to keep bringing the rage, which is something we're going to bring bring in shortly. But um, she talks about universities particularly, but it could go for any institution where what's happening, you know, is there's, there's a noticing of you know racism playing out. Or sexual harassment playing out. And what happens is the person the diversity person is brought in and hired, or -hmm. the sexual harassment person is brought in and hired. Mm -hmm. And it actually, this veneer of niceness, of like we we do recognize this, we are doing something about it, allows the cruelty to carry on, Mm -hmm. often like worse because. You know it's it's actually made matters worse because there's this kind of veneer so you you know if anyone points at it you can say oh no no no, we're doing a thing but actually the thing the thing has enabled the structure to carry on it's like if you don't address the structure in the system um and that's where you know that's where kindness in that in that instance actually looks like the feminist killjoy actually looks like bringing the rage you know which says this is no you know it needs a much deeper level interrogation of the system it's not okay simply to put this sticking plaster on
1: Mm. that actually make makes the wound fester underneath or something yeah i mean this i I do see that this this is happening you know i do Mm -hmm. i I think that that this is where i'm a bit more hopeful at the moment is that there is um you know these the the protests in america which are like very important in and of themselves because it is the world's wealthiest country and you know the the, what is it, the leader of the free world and in inverted commas um, mm. um, you know these, these protests and uprisings are really significant in and of themselves but also like as an analogue for every everyone else because it is like people are seeing this um, as a structural thing and are going really going really deep. In Portland they've had like 61, 62 days of continuous protest. It's, like, yeah. it's really really important and uh, with a lot of the, again, a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to often, to, when we've had this conversation, talk about uh, the book White Fragility, which is yeah. one of the leading books that are, um, on the New York Times bestselling list. But yeah. there are also a lot of other black authors who are up there as well. And the problem with the White Fragility book is that it's written by a white person who who does diversity training in the workplace. This so, <laughs> is just, uh, just this Sarah Ahmed approach yeah. that, we were, that I was talking about. It's like, I'll just come in and do two hours diversity training and we talked about this as well because basically all Mm. it does is it requires people on an individual level to police each other's behaviors Mm. to stop each other from you know using disrespectful terminology which is good and important you know that's an important thing but that's the only thing it does so it's requiring Mm the 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 individual policing that kind of panopticon thing of making sure that we're saying the right thing or not or or policing other people saying not saying the the right thing they're doing nothing else and then Mm. and then the bosses the institutions the structures can then say well you know there can't be any racism in the workplace because we've done the diversity training so Mm. you know we've done the unconscious bias training Uh, yeah and so yeah and so and that means that they can kind of wash their hands of it rather than do anything
0: or like or it. even get rid of a few people you know who that who are branded racist because yeah. they can't get the terminology right but actually it was all on this kind of surface level rather than really addressing the systems and and it's also made everyone more frightened in that workplace because they know this individual policing is happening so it hasn't really it hasn't it certainly hasn't gone in the direction of kindness It's actually gone away from it yeah into this direction of like fear and shame
1: right and i think this is where mm. people can see what's happening with the police in America again it's an analog uh, I yeah it, it, it's a metaphor as well but um, this ho- whole idea of few bad apples people just don't believe that anymore because yeah uh, people could see that Derek Chauvin and his um, and his accomplices in the murder of um, George Floyd <clears throat> they could see that they were bad actors but then after the protests, there was just like videos and videos and videos of more and more and more and so Ultimately, when you see that it is about the structure of policing, and that there is mm. something inherent and institutional in policing that is bad, uh, is it possible mm. to police and not be violent? And now I think that people can see that, and can see that actually we need to change the institutions. And just to go back to the point that I'm that I'm learning from with with you know with Rutger Bregman is that mm. given that actually when individuals are left to themselves are not put in, in not so much left to themselves but aren't but aren't put into aren't governed in the way that we're being governed so where mm. individuals are uh are given the opportunity to cooperate with each other and to work with each other and to then people are kind towards each other and yeah and i think there was there was in in, in one case where um uh where for some reason i can't remember the full story but for some reason i think it was um there's a de- there's a- there was a defunding of police, or po- there was a police strike, or something. Actually, crime levels went down. You know, so oh yeah, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you stop doing it, you you create space for people to be collegiate and work together. Is all I'm saying here, and that's the. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the the point that people are starting to get to and starting to understand. But you can only do that from this proper interrogation of what it is to be kind and to allow others to be kind rather than as you say this niceness i think that is a really good way of of kind of articulating the differences there um the surface level pr bullshit Mm. and things that are actually meaningful and um and long-lasting and it strikes me like just to take it
0: back to being a sex and relationships podcast for, for a second, <laughs> if we're still trying to be that at all. But, you know, it strikes me to this, this in a way what we're always saying about sex and relationships, like what we're kind of saying is this, um, the approach we see in a lot of sex advice and relationship advice mm. is to is to maintain what is actually a very cruel way of doing sex and relationships, which mm. is what we're sold as the kind of norm, um, which is, you know, sex that involves getting getting something out you know getting a goal you know this kind of pleasure out of somebody else and relationships making someone do something Mm. yeah and relationships that involve you know somebody to be belonging to you you know Mm. and um having to be together forever in the exact same way and no one's allowed Mm -hmm. to change and like you know i'm increasingly like how is how is kindness even possible within the kind of structure of that we we kind of take as the norm of relationships which we talk about a lot so you know that again a lot of the advice that's out there is just like we'll, we'll, we'll make it nice you know we'll tweak it we'll kind of give yeah. you some more techniques or we'll, we'll try and you know like this is a way of talking in your relationship or whatever but it doesn't really get at this fundamental systemic problem which is that that you know the very basis the foundations of sex and relationships that we have is unkind
1: is cruel, you know. <laughs> so, see, we do like talking about sex sometimes. Like we the, do. The only form of sex that is that society says counts as sex is the form of sex that one in ten young women regularly find painful, mm-hmm. and that uh, only a third of women can experience orgasm from. If that is the reason why people are and the ki- and the kind that is most frequently non-consensual. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because of all, and again, those and that non-consensual uh, element is because of the shit story <laughs> that we have around sex so yeah see we can we can't bust yeah. our sex chops out now and again <laughs> we can yeah it's all so time all applies to sex too and it's like use, obviously we yeah. wrote all about this in our, yes. in our the best sex advice book ever written which no one's bought. and <laughs> um <laughs> enjoy sex how when and if you want to yeah. well, sex a practical guide is that what it's called a practical guide. yeah i think so okay.
0: mm, forget yeah it's on the bookshelf <laughs> <laughs> i can't see it yes
1: i think i gave it away to my barber's um oh, that's, yeah, that's nice. nice. Yeah. The bar, yeah. so should it we feels stop there? Is like like that a good place to yeah, yeah, we've given the free ones enough now. So uh if you want to listen to how to be kind, um and our uh, really great. I've got you know I've read the notes. Like we've got some brilliant mm. notes. It's gold coming up. Absolutely gold in the, gold them there hills. Yeah. You can <laughs> have to tune in next week to our Patreon, um mm. patreon.com forward slash Meg John and Justin. Uh, from just a dollar a month. Uh, though if you have more, please give more so that we um, can do more. We would like to make this an actual paid job. And at the moment, it really isn't.
0: <laughs> and if you don't want to wait till next week, you can go down there now. There's this fabulous episode on gaslighting that we did, which I yeah. think is, you know, real stellar really stuff. Good. So feel free to go and listen to that already and a bunch Some of other stuff. We must have, what, 20 odd, 30 odd podcasts on there now. So there's plenty.
1: Oh, yeah. We've been going for nearly yeah. a year. So there's loads and loads up there. Yeah. um other thing as well uh we talked about um doing monthly questions didn't we Is that?
0: oh yeah we and i had
1: an offline conversation about that actually didn't we so yeah um- so we're gonna so we did july questions so where we whipped through some of your questions uh whipped through it's been like 20 minutes on each one but for us yeah, we fast. Not, there
0: was no there was no whipping it was really was slow med slow meditation on each question yeah yeah uh
1: <laughs> but if you do have any questions uh send mm. them in and we'll dedicate a free episode uh in august to um answering your questions if you do want to send us questions please try to keep them brief uh, tell us what pronouns you use, so we don't have to guess and try and work it out. Just it's quicker for us rather than yeah. to like figure it out. And um, and then yeah, we'll uh, answer those in an August questions podcast. And so until next time, thanks so much for listening. Watching. Bye then. Bye bye bye. bye. Uh, where's the stop button? Where's the stop button? Oh uh, there it is.